Hi there, this is Cindy Tonkin. I'm the Consultants Consultant. I work with data science teams, helping them work even smarter, faster and nicer. If you're brilliant and you want to be even better, this is the podcast for you. My guest today is Christopher Carr, who is big, like one of the biggest people in analytics I know of, because you've been, we've been working together in different capacity, in your different capacities since Um, 2008, maybe, nine? Yeah, yeah, probably about that, yeah, Uh, probably, I would have said six myself, it's been been a while, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. but um, yes, it has been a while, Um, happy to be called Chris, and, um, you know, your phone number says Christopher, oh, does it, okay, right, fair enough, I'll have to change that, um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 been a long time in the industry, so uh, yeah, 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 it's good to and to chat. You've, yeah, you you were working in finance, and then you went out and worked in different other a couple of other industries, and came back to finance. Thankfully, yes. More uh, interesting, more predictable. Uh, yeah, probably, probably. The latter, I think, was probably one of the main drivers, but thankfully I found when I went back in that there was a lot of variety and interest in there as well. So, yeah, yeah, that's one sort of uh, takeaway I suppose I've had is that um, maybe in a larger organisation, the variety there... Well, I guess I got an understanding that... Uh, you could stay in a larger organisation and, and get a variety of, of learning and opportunities yeah, there. Without that, uh, necessarily having to move jobs every four seconds. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it was good learning. I, I certainly um, uh, feel very comfortable in the financial services space. Yeah. Uh, but, you and know, let's don't find it there's limiting. a lot of work there. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. They've got a lot of data. And they know <laughs> that they need to use it. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a classic thing, isn't it? Um, well, yeah. yeah. When you're in the industry, or uh, you, you uh, sort of fall back on these ideas that our oh, data is not good enough, and we're not using it enough, and then you go and chat to someone else somewhere, uh, some other industry, and yeah. uh, you know all the messaging back is like banks have got it sorted; uh, they're actually using it properly. Their data is well structured. The first ones to start really properly using data analytics, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think you know driven by the fact that they had a lot yeah. and also they, they had the numbers. money to do it too, right? And they, and they yeah. had numbers, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was inherent in the way that they did things, right? Yeah. So um, absolutely, people who are savvy with numbers from the finance perspective, uh, which you know, arguably you could say a lot of analytics sort of came out of that space, the accountants who wanted to do yeah. uh, deeper and understand things better, uh, understand the drivers behind their P&Ls and, yeah, banks obviously at the forefront. And because um, data analytics is kind of moving more into the HR space now too, a lot of data, like HR people are saying to me, we can't move without the data. Mm-hmm. Um, where is analytics not yet, do you know? Is there somewhere that's a gap? It's a great question. I think. Question without notice. That's right. Uh, it's it's a good point. HR analytics is uh, taking off, and it's a good example of where I think it was just an area where people started to bother to, to capture information. So as we um, digitised our, our HR information and got it off, you know, the paper, it just became an obvious place to start looking, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah. So I think it's 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 just that transition. Is there anywhere where? Um, where it's not uh, being used now. I think that is less of an issue now because people can bring devices along now, right? So I suppose, again, banks had analytics because they had the technology and the systems, right? So it was generating data. Well, just about any device that we have now generates data. So yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, and you've got much more, many more opportunities to get to it now. So uh, are there places where it's not being used? 
I think that is the, the biggest gap there is probably do you know how to leverage the technology to get the information yeah. you want there? And frankly, I'm, I'm probably not that good at that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've, got, you've got people who do that. Yeah, well, I've got people that do it, but I also think, uh, you know, we have, well, maybe we're a bit lazy in a financial services organisation yeah. because we're used to having the data come to us. Yeah, yeah. So we sort of draw a line there and go, all right, well, I've got all this data in a very nice platform uh, and now I'm going to start doing my analytics where... Many organisations are still grappling with uh, how do I get the data? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And again, probably when I stepped out of um, banking and went into consulting in, in both media and just general consulting, um, it was difficult for me to step back and go, oh, I'm actually just dealing with a we've got data and let's do something with a problem. Yeah. Where I'm used to being in the we've got data and I'm trying to do something quite complex and, yeah, yeah. and, and the heavy decision making out of it. So. Probably the reason why I wasn't very good at the consulting gig. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. It just didn't. My brain just wasn't there. I didn't yeah. see the value that organisations who had nothing yeah. uh, could see out of what I consider to be quite basic uh, yeah, yeah. information like and quite basic insights, right? Yeah. Up with Why are you yeah. Doing yeah. Absolutely. Whereas you know, <laughs> it was interesting. The 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 sales guys in in these organisations were uh, exceptional at going. Yeah, I, I know that you don't think this is very interesting, but they don't have it and we're able to charge a lot of money for it. <laughs> and I just was never able to translate into that space. So, yeah. uh, so it, was, it was good learning. But um, yeah, so we're maybe a little bit uh, uh, well looked after in the financial mm. services industry in terms of Which that uh, data, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. plethora of data. Yeah, 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 cool. Um, let me see. Talk to me, okay, so talk to me about you. So we've talked a bit about your career, but how do you work smarter? What do you do to keep yourself in top form, brain, mind, healthy, wealthy, wise stuff? Yeah, I, I read this question when you, uh, yeah, off your no, list and thought, oh, no, oh, how am I gonna answer that? that. Um, so what do I do? Look, I think there's a recurring theme for me uh, that I actually don't go and do all this sort of external research type thing. Like right. I had to, st I struggled a bit to go, oh, how do I keep up with stuff? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a regular attendee of you know, forums and conferences and all this kind of stuff. Um, but then again, I find, you know, when I do tap into these things that I feel like I am competently able to speak about, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, what's happening in the world. And again, I bring that back to probably uh, the, the benefit of working in a large organization is that's so much going on. If you're even a little bit of a sticky beak, and I'm a lot of a sticky beak, um, you just go and find stuff out. So I think um, how I keep up with stuff is that um, I like having chats, coffee chats and stuff. Yeah, yeah. conversations that come up uh, just trigger something, you hear something, and I bother to go and chase it. Like, yeah. Two out of the ten things you hear, but yeah. those two things often escalate into, yeah. yeah. Oh wow, I'm deep into this thing now. Didn't even know it existed. Um, I'm going to go back to my team and say, why aren't we doing this? Yeah. And the cool thing, generally, in my team is that uh, someone goes, so well, we could. I actually know quite a lot about that. And they go, oh, obviously, I was just right. behind, but you go, fantastic. Right. Let's <laughs> move on. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so how do I keep uh, you know up with things and and, and that's that's probably that's the way, right? Yeah, exactly. Because so, those three E's that, that they talk about: the 80, 80, 70, 20, 10, and yeah. education, exposure, and experience. Yes. What you're basically saying is exposure is teaching you an awful lot, and then you get your education through other people giving you. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be a YouTube channel. It could be a colleague or somebody who works in your team. Yeah, and 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 again, specifically when I when I take the time to think about my behaviours. 
me going to YouTube or me going to you know, some internet site somewhere where it's listed down and say, this is how you do stuff. I, I'm just instantly dyslexic. It doesn't make sense to me. What I do is go to five different people and go, how do you do this? Yeah, and then nice. basically, yeah, I synthesize that stuff down. And at the end of that, I feel like I'm at least, you know, 80% as competent as any of the five people I talked about exactly. with it because I can blend the experience in. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think yeah. it's an it's a interesting That's way cool. of, uh, it's, it appears to be exactly the opposite of the, the bunch of people who I'm starting to admire quite a lot, who are the people that can go, if that's on the internet, I can learn it and I can do it. So they're able to read something, synthesize it, you know, translate whatever is on there in video or in written terms into the actions. Yeah. And I, it's, it's a skill gap I've so got. The, what I've kind lost. of people are you trying to admire? Are they particular it's, it's, personas or people? Are oh, there names you can say? Oh, look, you know, it's, again, it's not, uh, it's not anyone um, not that I wouldn't have. Uh, it's people that I'm encountering, uh, encountering in my daily work right okay. yeah, so yeah. yeah and it is in, in many cases it is the, these younger millennial types yeah, yeah. um but uh and, and i probably initially uh aligned a lot of these skills around what i call self-researcher mm -hmm. or self-starter um mm -hmm. with the younger people but then i look at other people that i've known for many years now and i've realized that the skill set they've got is this ability to synthesize the collective intelligence yeah, yeah. uh into um making action for themselves oh, and, and yeah and and so it's not just younger people it is uh it's i think younger people are better at it now just because of the, the tools and the learning yeah. they've got available to them but yeah um complete opposite of what i am but um if i can be with a bunch of those people uh, we, yeah skills. we go well yeah, yeah malcolm so. gladwell talks about there are uh, mavens and connectors. Ah, yes. You know, yep, you know that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So connectors connect you with other people who know the shit. Yeah. Mavens know the shit. Exactly. And if you've got some mavens and some connectors, you are yep. done. Yeah. You are totally, yeah. 100%. And in terms of, yeah, successful team building, that's exactly what I aim for now. I think, like, um, it's been yeah, it's been interesting to go on that journey to go look. I've got to get out of the detail here because I'm just not very good at it anymore. Like I've got some technical competency, but you know, yeah, it started yeah. to get to the and point you got where the mind for it. yeah, and it got to the point where I was either not technically competent or not willing to learn it. Yeah, and then yeah, um, luckily I was able to sort of tap into the connector skills. Yeah, and I'm you know I'm not naturally a, a have a chat or, or someone that is a great connector. Right. To our earlier conversation yeah, yeah. around how many times you've had to. Get in touch with me to get you. But I don't uh, take it personally. Yeah, that's no, good. Um, but I'm amazing. And yeah, yeah, you are. You are. You're ticking all the boxes, Cindy. Um, yeah, but but the connector, uh, it must be driven by uh, the the need and the want to get a successful outcome. Yeah. But I've naturally moved into the connector space, yeah, yeah. and frankly, it's awesome. I really uh, yeah. like it. Yeah, and it's a totally different skill set. Because um, you've been in data science now for all, all say twenty something, yeah. Really? It's funny. I've uh, I, I came into uh, the the industry when it was the data mining boom, yeah. Uh, and now it's translated into the data science boom. Seems to be pretty similar. And I'm sure yeah, there'll be many people that will just go, no, that's not true. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's how long I've been around anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, I'm. Not seeing a lot that's changed through that period in terms of how to do great data analytics. No, you still have to have a good mind and you have to know what problem you're solving, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, yeah, that's that 
has become more and more important as I've gone along as well, not just for me, but in terms of how to structure a great team. Yeah. Uh, so, so how do you do that? What, yeah. what do you do when you have to fill a space? What's your, what's your thought process? Um, I think now I'm less, like, I run analytics teams and I'm, and I'm pigeonholed into that um, group of people, I suppose. Again, in a big organization, maybe that's easier because there's so many people doing so many different jobs. So I'm, I'm squarely the analytics guy. Um, yeah, 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 which is awesome. Yeah, uh, it's paid me for this long. Um, uh, but um, yeah, now I think I've, I've seen examples of teams that work better where you bring some business people over into the team and embed them. Like right. you have to do that now. So I am just as likely to fill a gap in the team with someone who, they need to be, again, a bit yeah. technologically savvy, understand numbers, but the benefits of bringing someone in and go, look, we're going to show you how to get in and, and do the analysis. Yeah. And in fact, we may never expect that you do deep analysis, but what you can do in terms of the business translation of this mm -hmm. and turning it into something that uh, is more palatable for our stakeholders mm -hmm. um, because you understand them yeah. um, is... It, yeah. undeniably beneficial like, yeah. you know, I just don't think we can draw that line anymore of saying hey I've just got the analytics guys and the business guys are there I still see examples now where the translation just can't happen um, so yeah so essentially um, yeah, if I had to start a, a, an analytics team up from scratch Ooh, I, yeah it would be but I don't know if I'd focus on uh, necessarily getting the analysts in the, in the gigs first I'd probably get be looking for the people over on the business side who have a bit of a sniff of that, right. yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. And, and say, all right, uh, come and tell me how this business works uh -huh. uh, and we'll start to translate that into uh, some analytical concepts that we think can work yeah, yeah. and then, yeah, start piloting those and, and again, because, again, this organisation, if they're not used to leveraging it, you don't have to be doing something very complex <laughs> to, to get some value, yeah. right? So, um, so, yeah, it's been a really interesting journey on that front and um, uh, certainly changed my mind into uh, around the type of hiring I would do, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are there particular um, styles you avoid or particular styles you look for in people, skill sets? I think um, that uh, self-researcher is becoming more yeah. and more important to me. Um, How do you test for that? Uh, good question. Probably just getting someone. Like, it, it almost comes out naturally in the interview. I've, I don't go into interviews with structured questions anymore just because I've found it better to just hit the tangents in the room because two reasons. Like if, if you say, tell me about a project you've done, they either tell you about a project they've done and it's evidence in their feedback that they are someone who figured it out for themselves or if you start hitting a few tangents, oh, that's interesting. Tell me about this, something that you know about is probably inherent in that problem. It's just an instant uh, divider, right? Is they're either going, uh, well, I went and figured this out myself because uh, I had the skills or pretty quickly they're saying, oh, I did it because the boss told me sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's on just, brief, so yeah, 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 so it sort of falls out pretty quickly. So I find, you know, that the interview process has been a lot shorter yeah. um, and you can pretty quickly differentiate um, those people and and, and wow. yeah, that they, they almost self-select. How, how yeah. short is an interview? How short can you make it? Ah, oh, look. Going back to Malcolm Gladwell and Blink. Yeah, it's a good know, question. You made a decision in the first couple of seconds anyway. Yeah, unfortunately, the length of the interview is probably uh, a function of uh, how long my intro spiel is. So I probably, if I could shut up a bit more, I'd be a lot shorter. Um, <laughs> but, hey, watch this video. Yeah, I'm overselling. I'll be in the next room, come see. That's right. That could solve the problem. Um, yeah, look, I reckon, you know, within... Within half an hour and, you know, two or three examples of, of what they do at work, 
you, you know. Yeah. You, and, and you can uh, always bring it back for a second look if you're in any way concerned or... And, and that's interesting as well. Like, more and more as time's gone by, uh, the, the first interview has kind of nailed it for you and the second interview is just almost like a walk, you know, yeah. not even a do you agree. It's like they're going to be reporting to you so you should figure it out. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been sad enough that's uh, a little bit... Um, overconfidence. You know, I, I don't. I haven't, I'm not. Don't feel like I'm making a lot of mistakes in the hiring process. But um, yeah, it's, it's been. I think it's been easier to let people self-select out just through their own uh, answers yeah. uh, rather than move through a. a, a I, th- I certainly think if you move through a, a suite of questions, you're more likely just to get the yeah the weedy wheat picked box answer. So yeah. <laughs> Because are you aware that on LinkedIn, if you search the term data scientist or data analyst, I think you get 250,000 people. There's a quarter of a million people. That can't be true. Well, yeah, look, <laughs> labelling yourself for data scientist has probably been the, the greatest uh, uh, salary increase uh, yeah, driver yeah, yeah, over the last yeah. five years, I would imagine. Um, so that means yeah. you've, got a, you've got a field to pick from, which means it's, it's easier to make a decision because you've got such a rich... Yeah, like, I just think, you know, well, even that, like, is it even worth me going to LinkedIn and, and looking for a term like data science, right? No, like, no. Yeah, is it so, oh, so I, I feel like that's like, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, 250,000, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a whole lot of uh, interviews. <laughs> like, yeah. And Shaley, Shaley, oh, Shalendra Kumar, who yeah. I interviewed a while ago, you know Shaley? Yep. Okay, so he was saying, this is not true. Yeah. There's like 13 million people in Australia. That's a right. quarter of a million of a data scientist? Yeah, well, really? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a good question. And I've had to... Like there's probably more data scientists than there are bakers. It's quite possible. So maybe... But that's the gluten-free. Yeah, thing. that's right. So gluten-free is doing that. Don't, don't send your kids to university. Get them to learn how to bake. Although well, kids seem to just do that now anyway. Yeah, according yeah. Everyone's doing MasterChef. Yeah, exactly. Everyone. So... Um, uh, yeah, look, so I guess that comes back to the, the question around do you look at someone's title or do you, mm. uh, you know, so um, data science is interesting. Like, well, it's been interesting to watch um, people that have, you know, left huh. uh, teams that I've managed to go to other roles that have been called data scientists and just end up doing the same work um, or maybe even less complex work than they would have done before because we don't call ourselves data scientists. Um, what do you call yourself? I'm still in the space of calling myself an analytics professional. Okay. So um, mainly, mainly is because a, IAPA gave you a, a thing as one of the leaders in analytics uh, professional. Yes, I was in the top twenty-five. Top twenty-five analytics professionals for last year. Twenty eighteen. Let's have it keeps going for a good while yet. Well, I hope so. Um, it was very nice to receive that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, anyway, that aside. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's blushing in this oh, case. Podcast listeners, you're aware. Uh, well, it's just so audio, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, so, you know, the we call ourselves analytics professionals uh, mainly because t- to get ourselves away from probably some of the data science hoo-ha, there, there was, uh, at the organisation I work, there is a there was a bunch of people who were specifically calling themselves data scientists and... They weren't? The, yeah, the, well, no, I think they were, I think they were but I think... Uh, what we needed in the organisation wasn't. We weren't ready for that. Uh, uh, the 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 people who were hiring to those roles were definitely more skewed towards the academic, definitely more skewed towards the drawing a line at producing the first artefact of data science, which is the great model that uh, you know mm-hmm. solves whatever problem we're at, and then essentially started to 
buckle at the, well, what do we do with this model? Like, how do we integrate into a business decision? Um, ah. So I certainly, you know, rightly or wrongly sort of rebelled against that ah. for that reason because, yeah, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, um, we're all about, okay, we know the business decision we've got to make and, look, frankly, if if the best thing, the best piece of analysis to drive that business decision is a two-by-two two matrix, then that's what it is, right? Yeah. So um, It doesn't have to be complex. No, no. So, like so I, I certainly found myself coming at uh, the business problems from a completely different direction from the data scientists. Um, so analyst so that, professional it is? Analyst professional it is. And um, yeah, but uh, yeah. Because Aaron calls his people decision, decision scientists. Yeah, that's another one that's popped up recently. And, and frankly, I think that's probably a, a, a better classification because at the end of the day, you are trying to get a yes. decision made or replace a human making the decision or, or just improve the decision they're making. Mm -hmm. um, at least that brings to the fore that, you know, the end state of this uh, analysis is making a decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deciding yeah. how much to charge, yeah. who to call. Exactly, yeah. And, and you know, even that, the uh, even stepping away from what a decision is and saying, okay, well, I can, you know, a decision doesn't have to be a complex algorithm embedded in some sort of rules-based system that uh, has an online interface. It can be a PowerPoint presentation with some great insights in it helps me make decisions. Yeah. So, you know, exactly. but again, that was the... Uh, don't lose the, the side of the end state, which is make a decision. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you get frustrated with people who don't make decisions, who just want more data, more data, more data? Uh, the, the analysis paralysis thing has um, has reared its head on occasion, but I find uh, it, the, if we spend more time upfront scoping, it generally is, is less of a, a problem at right. the end. So I think, again, if we spend that time in the business definition phase saying, well, if I knew that and that and that, I can calculate this, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'd have my answer. Then we know we just have to supply that, that and that. Yeah. So the sort of um, infinite slice and dice doesn't uh, raise its head as much. Yeah. So that's so that's one thing. So scoping up front is good. The second thing I guess I've done to try and combat that is to design some of the um, self-serve interfaces that people that we might make for yeah. for business people mm -hmm. uh, in a way that they're not locked in so uh, again uh, I've seen teams spend a lot of time making dashboards beautiful right mm -hmm. absolutely the most magnificent thing you want you, you want to look at it uh, and then someone says well can I split that by state or can I split that by business division or so there you go no you can't <laughs> you can't again. so you know so yeah so dashboards are kind of dying as soon as they're born yeah uh, so yeah so taking a step back and going I'm going to focus less on pretty and more on practical yeah um, more because we're going to be flexible and providing and flexible the branding of it indeed yeah exactly and so I mean you can get a lot of wins by looking good but ultimately I think if you want a sustainable long term good decision making off a off a strong base you've got to make it practical and, and yeah. so you know trying to trying to force the slice and dice questions or the infinite drill down back on the person and going well you go for your life um yeah pretty quickly they don't want to do that much yeah, of it. yeah. Like, oh, what what we're not you're not going to give yeah, me yeah. free resource to do i mean because i think yeah. one of the biggest issues for internal consultants working people consultants working in the organizations is you are perceived as free and that makes your time worth nothing absolutely to a certain extent yeah. and they're like can you do it this way can you do it that way can you and when you do push the back of like, ego well here's your dashboard you play with it yeah. suddenly it becomes oh no state why don't we find yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah just gender split will be fine <laughs> and yeah again that could be um, part of the reason why I sort of failed as a consultant maybe as well so finding that line to draw yeah, and being able to back. yeah so internally in, a, in an organisation it's probably easier to do that to just go 
let's just draw a line here and have a little think for a while. Well, it depends because uh, the people who work in organisations say they find that the hardest thing, but when you work to, talk to consultants who work outside, they find it, they call it scope creep, mm. and then like at what point do I start having to ask for more from the client yeah. and can I ask for more yep. from the client yep. and some people are great at it as you know and some people are really shit at it yeah, yeah. and we end up with generosity burnout yeah, yeah. where we're doing everything for everybody yep. um, and feeling really resentful about yeah. it and we all burn out yep I was in the shit category yeah yeah. yeah. it's like oh surely it'd just be another hour shit six yeah, hours yeah. I mean I find myself doing the same thing yeah, it's absolutely. not like because it's partly about I want to know the answer I want to see that next level of iteration of the what if I push this and reorganize it and will it be clearer and easier yeah and you want to go on the journey with the client as well like say oh yeah we're, we're down this mutually awesome path here yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah as long as you, at the times when I walk out though every now and then and I know you've gone too fast Cindy is when I walk out and I go you know what we achieved nothing extra by that extra two days analysis yeah. or you were just using me to type a better report <laughs> that would be frustrating <laughs> yes yes there's no amount of pay that can make up for that sort of no exactly exactly um, so let me see what other questions I can ask you we talked about we've talked about um, recruitment we've talked oh we've kind of talked about what makes a better or worse data person mm-hmm. um, I talked asked you about professional routines and how you work smarter what about daily routines what's how do you keep yourself you know what, what time do you get out of bed? What do you, how do you keep healthy? You yeah, know, good question. Um, so I think I feel like I've sort of struck a good balance on that okay. front now, which is really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's taken a while though. It's taken a while, yeah. certainly, yeah. Certainly at times. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think um, look, I've always been good at maintaining sort of uh, a balance between health and work. Um, although, yeah, maybe in the past, I've always wanted to keep my um, uh, the healthy side going, the exercise and so yeah. forth. Uh, but yeah, certainly at points it's gone. Well, if I want to keep doing that and the work's growing as well, it just cuts into the sleep, right? So there's um, certainly a cycle there that, uh, that you have to get balance between all three. But anyway, yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, maybe it's just maturity. I don't know. Like I've certainly been trading off the idea that, oh, you must be in the office by this time. It's like, no, I don't need to be in the office by this time. So quite often before work, I get a bike ride or something like that in. Oh, nice. Which is good, yeah, a really good way to start the day. And you breathe properly. Yeah, yeah. And you feel like you've done something. Absolutely. You're an early bird, obviously. Uh, if you want to be Compared riding to a bike people. in Sydney, you've got to be out earlier, <laughs> yeah, otherwise yeah. you uh, are assured uh, death at some kind. Yeah. Um, death of some yeah, kind. Yeah. Probably by bicycle. <laughs> Highly likely. Um, so, yeah, so to, to be able to sort of, even do, that's just such a small thing, right? But that's really changed me to go like, hey, it's okay, uh, go for a bike ride, sit and watch your know, news breakfast for 10 minutes, yeah, yeah. then get on the bus, go to work. Yeah. Um, and the world won't fall apart. No. Uh, so, you know, and good, they know where you are and they can find you yeah, yeah. if they really need yeah. you. So congratulations to the people that realise that when they're like 20. Yeah, yeah. Because it took me to about 40 to realise yeah, yeah. that. So, do you um, know, oh, yeah, okay, I don't have to be there. I'm the boss. Yes. I don't have to be on time. <laughs> just like so obvious. Um, so, yeah, so I think uh, just, just those small sort of realisations. But... In the workplace, um, yeah, my routines, I think I've got a pretty good routine of going, look, if it's in the calendar, turn up because at some time prior to that, you decided it was worth turning up to. <laughs> so, so it kind of means that I put the thought into the, uh, the calendar planning a little bit more and, and then I just go on the day and go, all right, well, there's a yeah. reason for me to be here. Um, but that said, you know, not every meeting has to be or every 
gathering needs to be a um, uh, something that's you know super senior or super um, important. I, I certainly um, get a lot of value out of turning up to the the, the weekly working groups that the team run and just yeah. going. I'm here to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the more because you just established already that that's how you learn. So turning up to a work in yeah, progress meeting yeah. is actually the best bloody thing. Absolutely, I can walk out. So number one, I can contribute to them. Yeah. But you know, I need to do that less as the geniuses have taken over. Um, what I do walk out of the meeting going is like. I've got a team of fantastic people who are totally on the ball and if I need to defend anything or ask for a time extension or more money or anything, I am so well armed to do that, yeah. um, that, that I'm there. So, yeah, I think if I only went to the sort of leadership type meetings, I just don't get the detail to be able to go in and have the, the conversations that I might need to pull out of the leadership meeting. Yeah. So, so I think that um, making sure that the calendar's got that mix of the, the stuff you have to do and the stuff, you yeah, know, upwardly, um, yeah, upward management stuff you need to do but making yeah, yeah. sure you, you, you keep it on the ground too yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. stakeholders and like yeah. yeah exactly and yeah throwing those coffees and stuff in there to um, to, to chase the little nuggets that you've heard over time yeah, and yeah. so forth so it's a bit fluid but um, yeah certainly uh, yeah, less time um, uh, and just hey uh, you and I should catch up every week and talk about something right. those yeah. sort of things are just, no. just less that it's a bit more random so yeah. do you just start the team building for your team do you, do you have you know conscious team building events or um, we do but what I've found has worked an absolute treat um, is it beer <laughs> that always helps um, maybe my office after three o'clock yeah, yeah. Do all of oh, <laughs> trust me I'll be back yeah. um, so yeah look uh, what we do do really well is we set aside time for knowledge share every week so nice. 10 o'clock every Friday in the room whole team we're going to talk about something right. and that is literally anything between Wow, I've just heard about this. Who knows anything about it? Open floor. Mm -hmm. um, or technical topics? Or? Can be technical topics. Can be, we've had people come in and go, let's talk a little bit about meditation. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's, yeah. You know, sometimes it's the, uh, these are the HR things we've got to talk about this week. And, you know, frankly, we wouldn't really want to use this time for that, but we have to. But what it's generally been in the past has been um, a forum for, you know, where we see someone in the team or someone outside the team has got something that we think is interesting and worth um, deep diving into, it's a way of saying, let's just take some time this week and think about it. And, and then people turn up for that? Everyone loves it. It's like the oh, most attended do. meeting in any week. Wow. Um, and I don't take cakes or donuts or anything. Um, <gasps> no sausage rolls? No, no. How can you survive with that? Budgets are squeezed out. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> Oh, I remember those heady days of yeah, all that stuff was, was good times. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that, that goes down a tree, uh, and you know I learn as much from it as anyone else. But the great thing also about it is it's it's one of those forums where you know the introverted, less chatty type person you go like it's cool. You're on this week. Uh, what you present doesn't really matter, and you're in uh, just around peers and people that like you. No stress here. Yeah. So I've had a lot of people who um, were probably uh, less experienced in terms of the their audience engagement pick up some confidence in those yeah, meetings yeah, and stuff. They so realise that they didn't die. It's, it's, yeah, it's less stress. Yeah, yeah. so it, it just ticks the box in, in, in many different ways. That's fabulous and so yeah. simple. <laughs> 
it's it. It's, it's, Sorry, it's, you can write a book about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Like, there's a whole two pages in it. But yeah, exactly. The simplicity of it. Uh, two yeah, pages. You're not thinking deep yeah, enough maybe, about this. Maybe. I can get you to ten easy, but you could. You could. An hour. Yeah, all right. Well, we might work on that. Um, yeah. Lots but, of pictures. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that, that's one thing. Um, the other thing is. Uh, I, I, I catch up with the whole of the team on a regular basis just yeah, to go, go to what's going on, right? Yeah. Like just, oh, just one-on-ones, just and, and just like, so what's you, going on? Do you do the fireside chats like I was used to do where you just walk around and chat to people or do you have... Um, oh, less, uh, probably a little bit more formalised than that. I basically say uh, there is a meeting in the calendar for us at least once a quarter for yeah. everyone in my team and then if you want to have another chat, just grab me. Yeah. And people do. And yeah, yeah. it's good. I mean, sometimes it's, uh, well, look, whatever it is, if they think it's important enough to grab you and go, let's have a chat, it's it's important. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so that's good. So I think the open door policy is, is pretty important as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Of course, at the, at the current financial services organisation, there aren't a lot of doors, are there? No, there's not. No, you do find <laughs> yourself at the coffee shop a lot. Yeah. Uh, or just in some... The open coffee free, shop. Yeah. Open tab at the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, in some free space where you, they have to do a bit of whispering. But anyway, it's, yeah, it's yeah, all working yeah. out. Oh, it's like some little room with felt walls. Mm, mm, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It, Protecting us from ourselves. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay. Oh, lessons learned. Is there, is there anything that you go, oh, when I was, you know, coming up through the ranks, I had a hoary old person talk, tell me this and it's been my best advice or something you've learned by... Fucking it up royally. Oh, she's plenty of those. Although I don't actually imagine whatever language you like in my podcast. I make the rules. All right, well, it's a bit like saying, I'm the boss, I don't have to be at home. That's right, yeah. Okay, it's open slathers from here then. Fuck Look, lessons learned. Um, Again, in this world where, um, or the world that I exist in, which is that I don't learn by watching a video or reading a book particularly well. the idea of spotting people who do stuff well and whilst not mirroring what they do, uh, or, or if you're not very good at it, by all means mirror what they do. Like yeah, have yeah. a look at what they do and use it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And so, you know, I've, I've been lucky to have some great bosses yeah. at times where I've just gone, what you do, I really like it. Yeah, it yeah. seems to work. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Um, so it's... Yeah, it's emulation. Well, yeah. it's well, yeah. it's exposure. It's, it's another education. Exposure. Yeah. It's 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 fake it till you make it to yeah, a certain yeah, extent as well, yeah, right? Exactly. It's like I'm going to do it. If I don't really know how to do this, I'm going to do that because that seems to work for them. Mm-hmm. And um and, and you know you go from there. So um yeah, I think that that has really worked for me. I mean, you've got to spot the right person. Um, and sometimes your immediate manager isn't the right person, but hey, there's a lot to learn there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I have been blessed with uh, with yeah. people who have been able to look. And also, you, know, you can reflect on on those people sometimes and go, wow, they they must have had a lot of pain managing me. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like they must have just been looking at you going like, oh, how long is it going to take for you to figure this out? Um, but um, but they stuck with me, which was good. So I think that's a, a big thing uh, is to... Um, you can't learn everything from a book. Maybe it's right in front of you sometimes. And if it's working for someone else and they seem to, you know, be doing okay, give it a try. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's been important. Nice, mm. nice. Mm. Um, Favourite charity? Oh, yeah, good. I liked this question. Yeah. Um, this really tunes into, um, into that broader view of, of how I operate as well. So I guess if I said how do I operate, I would say... 
I operate locally more than globally, right? So right, I'm like, yeah, all right, let's, yeah. yeah. So I'm into my thing. I, 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 yeah, I mainly learn in my workplace. I mainly keep it pretty tight with a small amount of people. So I've got this quite local perspective. And then it's funny, I thought about charities and I thought, oh, wow, I'm actually exactly the same there. So the kind of charity, well, my favorite one or the one that I think it's boring, but it's interesting, uh, is, is the Heart Foundation. So uh-huh. I can, the reason why is because like, I think it's great that people want to sponsor, you know, uh, a child overseas, or they want to look after a particular, you know, endangered animal or something like that. I don't know. To me, it just sort of occurred that, like, what I'd really like is that if someone's, you know, in the prime of their life with a family and a couple of kids and whatever, and they dropped it on the street one day because their heart went a bit funny, mm-hmm. that someone can come up and go bam with a yeah. uh, machine that'll start it up again, and then they get up and walk, and you yeah, go, wow, how good's that? That person's going to continue mm-hmm. to contribute to society. So, pretty sort of funny base need, but and, and it's good work. It's good work because uh, my cardiologist told me less probably two years ago, three years ago, he said. It is insight that no one will die from heart disease. Mm. It is actually insight. I hope so. Assuming that we can get them into yep. medical care yep. and we don't, you know, we don't, if they don't know they, that they've got it, sure. we can't know. But yep. it's insight that no one will die from heart disease. Yeah. They'll die from a hundred other grisly deaths. Yeah, sure, sure. Let's, let's get them through the heart disease to be Correct. Like, yeah, that's that's right. And, and yeah. I mean, he was, this particular guy who is himself died from a brain cancer just last two years ago. Um, but he was involved in the work where they were getting, for third world countries, they were giving them a combined pill, the poly pill, that had statins for your cholesterol and a blood thinner for your, for your heart disease. And some of the, I can't remember what the third drug was, but essentially it was a, all stuff was Pop Puff Payton and he went to yep. India and helped them design the drug. Fantastic. So they could give it out yep. in third world countries. If you take this every day, yep. you know, from the age of 40, you're going to be more healthy and pretty much trying to eradicate as much as they could heart disease in the third world with a pill that costs them, you know, nothing because it's all off-patent drugs. Yeah, perfect. I mean, aspirin's got no patent on it. Yeah, yeah, right. So, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And then, yeah. So it's that, it's that, it is yeah. so practical and real. Not sexy, but yeah, yeah exactly. No, exactly. It's the practicality. And, and you know, uh, to that point, uh, bizarrely, uh, well, maybe it's not bizarre, but my best mate literally a couple of weeks ago had a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. And... He had the heart attack, and two days later, they whacked the paddles on his chest. Two days later, sitting in his lounge room having a chat. Fuck out. And it's like, yeah, so it's like, wow, this, it, yeah. it, it is as simple as that to go, look, if you can intervene, people get on with it. So, anyway, yeah. I think that's why I sort of exactly. got the act locally thing right yeah, here. Exactly. Um, look, we're, we're a pretty privileged nation. We probably don't need charity as much as other uh, parts of the world, yeah. but there's still things that I think uh, can. Well, that we can do better. And it's fitting for you and the, the organisation and, sorry, not the organisation, but the job that you do, that you would fund research. Hmm. Yeah, good I mean, point. let's, you know, let's face it, yep. research helps us make better decisions. Absolutely. That's what analytics is all about, Mark. Good tie This is Cindy Tonkin. I'm the Consultant's Consultant, and you've been listening to Smarter Data People. This is part of what I do to understand how it is that data scientists can be more effective in the workplace, smarter, faster and nicer. And if you have a team and you're finding them harder to manage than they could be, if you're constantly trying to squeeze more out of your budget and out of their time, and if you've got stakeholders or they've got stakeholders who are less than happy sometimes maybe a lot more than sometimes. It can be really annoying and it can make you feel incompetent. I can help you help them 
get to the important problems faster, target the wasted time and save you time and money, and ultimately delight stakeholders so that you can feel competent again. It's such a good feeling. Talk to me.